Welcome to PCTY Talks, a new podcast from the human capital management software provider, Paylocity. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson, and as an HR program manager at Paylocity, I will be navigating our journey together as we explore bite-sized topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, diversity and inclusion, and product knowledge. If you have an idea for a future podcast topic, please drop me a note at pctytalks at paylocity.com. On today's episode, I talk with Jess Serafin, HR Benefit Program Specialist at Paylocity, about activating employee engagement during open enrollment. Jess, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to have this discussion with me. Thanks for having me, Sherry. So I'd like to get started um, highlighting a recent article that I read. It was actually forwarded to me. It was a report that Willis Tower and Watson had recently put out around supporting employees with young school-age children. And the reason I found the article so interesting for today's discussion is that they actually found that 26% of employers surveyed have implemented or are considering offering a subsidy to an employee's dependent care spending account for childcare expenses, or that 29% are actually considering providing discounts or subsidies for technology and supplies required for virtual learning. Um, It continues to go on to say that 22% of employers provide concierge services to address a broad set of needs, and another 23% are planning or considering offering these services. So I know that's a lot of statistics, (laughs) um, but I find it fascinating that as organizations are in the middle of or even starting their open enrollment period, that they're still considering how they can add additional value to employees right now during the pandemic. So where I wanted to start with my question is, what additional benefits could employers consider adding that not only can support employees during this time, but take into account the digital employee experience going forward? Yeah, for sure. And I I think that you hit on two really important things. Number one, we want to understand the employee experience. So I think, you know, all of us are employees too, right? So we're all dealing with this uncertain world and and what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think it's it's fair to say that all of us are experiencing some stress from it. Um, And then how do you take advantage of programs when a lot of us either live in states where not everything is open or it just makes more sense for you as a person to partake in digital uh, solutions. So uh, keeping that in mind, I think one of the best things that employers can consider is adding some type of mental health uh, solution that is digital in nature that can support your employees. So first thing that comes to mind is something like Ginger. So Ginger allows uh, employees to talk to a certified professionals in mental health 24-7 who act more like coaches, right? Um, and then if the need arises where maybe getting this life coaching isn't addressing the mental health issues, they can then go on to get therapy um, for free. Now, there's a lot of compliance involved with it, and, and they do a good job of explaining that and how it works with people that have high deductible health plans. But ultimately, uh, employers who are still trying to find a solution for mental health in this increasingly digital world uh, could really do well by considering things like Ginger. Um, Other things that employers can add is, you know, even related to the stress idea is how do you limit stress? And there's so many things you can do and exercise is the top thing, right? And I, I know people are exercising just because when I tried getting um, a set of weights uh, for my home when the pandemic first started. I couldn't find them. I finally found the last pair of 20-pound weights, and I haven't seen them stock. So I think people are really interested 
in continuing to work out at home. So employers should tap into that. They can find solutions. There are companies out there that are fairly inexpensive uh, for employers to adapt that will give them access to these home workout apps. And as an employer, you can really ride that train. You can curate content uh, for your uh, employees in general to say, you know what, this Thursday, everyone get that app out. We're going to stream a yoga class. Let's do it together. So you're not only helping people uh, beat stress and just, I guess, the monotony maybe from a lot of us being home and working remotely, but you're seeing other people, you're engaging with your coworkers, and you're doing something that's going to help you in the long run. Um, if, you know, spending money on that is maybe not front and center for you, you can also check in with your mental, or I'm sorry, your uh, medical provider. So companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, Cigna, a lot of them, if not all, partner with um, uh, facilities either around the country or larger workout companies to offer something at either a low cost to their medical plan participants or even free. So I know through Blue Cross Blue Shield, for example, um, you can get a workout app for free if you're part of our um, medical plan. So that's something that employers should absolutely consider and, and look into if they have that option available. Um, I think another good thing to mention here is, uh, let's say none of those options are available to you <laughs> and you're still looking for like, how do I curate content? Um, you could do something as simple as like, hey, what's our Netflix workout video for the week? What's our Amazon Prime workout video for the week? Just tap into stuff that's already out there that your employees may already be engaged and paying for and just never even thought to use it that way. Oh, I love that. And you can even ask, you know, every company has that employer, that few employee or few employees that are really into fitness and can be like, you want to talk about it? <laughs> Let me tell you all the free resources you can get. That certainly happened with us at Paylocity. So there's a lot of great content out there that employee, uh, employers can lean on. Is there any other things that they could look at tapping into right now? Yeah, you know, if you want to support those employees that have children at home and are doing e-learning and you're maybe thinking, do these employees have all the right tools available for their children? See if your company can set up some type of loaner program with their leftover laptops. So uh, your EUC department probably has a lot of leftover um, laptops that either previous employees returned or they've just got on hold in case someone's own laptop breaks. Um, I'm sure a lot of employers are even increasing the amount of laptops they have just because of the increasing remote workforce. So talk to them about, you know, what is the likelihood that you could use some of those laptops to loan out to employees so that their children have their own laptops to continue their e-learning, which obviously is very important uh, for the children and for the family. I love that. One other idea you could consider is increasing flexibility in your scheduling right now. So for example, maybe a 410 rotation where employees are working those four 10 hour days in a row, um, or even a 980 where employees are completing their, their 80 hours of work in nine days, um, or even a more out of the box idea, mm -hmm. allowing split schedules where maybe somebody's online for a few hours in the morning, has the time off during the day to work with their kids, um, and then they jump back on later in the evening. Um, in any case, thinking outside of the box, you definitely are going to want to seek legal counsel when it comes to following overtime laws to make sure that you can um, make any changes you may need to make in, in introducing some of this flexibility to your workforce. That being said, though, I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about what you can do now leading up to your open enrollment period. So Jess, as you think about open enrollment, what's the big hitter to start with to engage people during this time? 
so I think you can't underestimate your employees, I guess, lack of um, preparedness for open enrollment. A lot of people think, do I have to do anything? I know what I like. Why do I even have to think about this? So I think what you need to do is have some of that maybe enthusiasm that you have as an HR professional and you know, infect it into your H, uh, open enrollment communications. So create that buzz. I get super excited every year for open enrollment. I can't wait to talk about it. And I sometimes see people being confused, like what, it's just your benefits, but it's so much more. So creating buzz can mean a lot of things. And I think what you wanna lean into are things like maybe sending out teasers. If you've got something changing, something that you're particularly excited about, Sending something out to be like, hey, um, wouldn't it be great if we had something like this? Or just giving just enough information to get people talking and wondering what it is that we're adding for the next year um, is so important. And I think that it goes a long way for making people talk about open enrollment and making them really think about why they should go in and, and use this time to make their choices for the following year. Um, another great way to create buzz is gamify it. Um, add in raffles. Uh, see if you can incentivize those raffles. It doesn't even have to be big. It can be like $5 for Starbucks coffee. Um, you know, you can put something out there about like what's been the greatest thing you've uh, learned about your benefits this year. Anything to get people talking and excited about it and any way you can create buzz, I think is going to have a really positive impact overall on how people um, you know, think and feel about their open enrollment experience, and it can even go into uh, the amount of knowledge they have about their benefits in general. What do you think have been some of the, the funnest, easiest, most creative ways that you've seen creating buzz come to life? Um, I love the idea of giving people just enough. I love the teaser. So we've uh, been lucky enough at Paylocity to add a lot of really cool benefits and perks throughout the year. So being able to drop just a hint about that um, has, has always been really fun. And so when you tell people like, hey, you know, we heard through the grapevine, for example, that people are really, really interested in what paid parental leaves could look like. Well, you know, stay tuned to hear more. Getting people to know that that's something that you guys have been talking about and plan to release information about, I think is just really fun. Um, but another way is getting people to talk about their own experiences themselves. So when you ask for employees to tell uh, the kind of experience or success they've had on your own benefit programs and you know, requesting those testimonials can also be really powerful and a great way to create buzz. I really like the idea of testimonials. I, I think for, for anything, right, you crave that um, consumer review. So, you know, you jump on Amazon, you find a product you love, and then you're like, okay, what do the reviews say, right? It's the same thing for benefits. If you have an employee who's had a great experience with one of your benefit offerings and they're willing to talk about it, um, have them record a video. It doesn't have to be like this high overproduced thing, low fidelity, <laughs> right? Um, just get it out the door. So I really, I really love that. Um, COVID has been the great disruptor in, a, in many areas. So this is one that is, it's also disrupted this, um, but it's propelled a lot of companies to address their digital evolution. How do you see open enrollment this year being more digital this cycle? Um, it's definitely going to be more digital. There's no question about it. I mean, we don't even have the option ourselves in our own company in Pelocity right now to do anything outside of leveraging the, the digital tools that we have. So I, I think that HR professionals shouldn't look at that 
as a chore or a bad thing. It's actually a really positive thing. Um, think about this idea of a benefits fair. If you've ever hosted one, it could be logistically really hard. Do you have people coming in to speak? Do you have to worry about their travel? Um, do you have to worry about their schedules? That can be really intimidating for your vendors. But all of a sudden, now that everyone is available and used to using meetings that are uh, digital in nature, you can put on a benefits fair. You can get your vendors more easily to commit to half hour, 45 minutes, to talk about the kind of benefits that your company has and why employees should be excited about them. So this digital um, you know, focus this year is actually a really big boon. I think it gives you a lot more freedom to add in more people to talk about your benefits experience. Um, I think also a majority of people are just increasingly living their lives in a digital manner, right? We've all got social media. Um, we all rely on email. I think that a majority of people now, instead of picking up the phone and asking a question, they'd much rather shoot a ping or uh, an email. So why not meet employees where they are? Put content out on whatever messaging system that you have. Um, send emails out. You know people are reading them, and they're much more likely to open up something in front of them that they can access digitally than getting up from their desk, let's say, to go attend a meeting. So I think the digital um, focus this year is going to be a great thing and will actually help people reach more of the employees just given the ease of being able to meet them where they are. We did uh, a webinar on this topic actually last week with our benefits manager. And it was interesting when we were talking about going digital this year, it just reminded me of all the times that I've had to sit down during open enrollment with that packet, you know, the packet you get with, yes. with like all the paperwork in it. And oh, um, God forbid you lose the packet or you need a copy of it. And um, <laughs> just going digital, just that alone, right? One source of truth, one place that I can find the information is really important. Okay, so we've checked the box on offering additional voluntary benefits where you can. We're creating buzz. We found maybe a theme. We've leveraged testimonials and went digital. So what is still missing from a flawless open enrollment experience? 100% you need executive buy-in. So you want the people um, at the top talking about why it's so important. Um, you know, we said that employee testimonials are important. You want to hear from people around you who are just like you to tell you about, hey, did you know about this? Oh my gosh, this thing is so great. But you also want people at the top. I know in our company, we have a lot of trust in our CEO and Steve Beauchamp and in our other leaders like Cheryl. So when we hear them talk about the importance of paying attention to open enrollment and maybe them using their own examples of what they do, I think that really resonates with employees. So as an HR professional, I would encourage everyone to go in, have a talk with your CEO or your CHRO or your VP of HR, or whoever that person is at the top that can help bring that message home and say, hey, this is important. For a week or two, pay attention to the things that we're sending out. Talk to your family and really focus on making the best decisions for you and anyone around you in your family for the next benefit plan year. I love that there's so much power in seeing your leadership embrace benefit offerings and being excited about what the company is doing for employees. Um, so one last thing before we close our chat today, I know for those of you listening, you've definitely heard me mention mental health before. In fact, this episode is coming out during mental health week, but as the pandemic draws on, this continues to be a big concern for me one of those additional benefits that you can dig into is if you currently offer an EIP, an employee assistance program, you can see about increasing those counseling sessions offered 
for example, for maybe three free visits to five visits in a year? Yeah, so if I may say, Sherry, I've been working in benefits for 15 plus years, and I remember my first job hearing about the EAP, and I'll be honest, for the longest time, even working in benefits in HR, I'm like, the EAP, right? But I cannot stress to you how much that's changed in the last year, in the last two years, um, and really understanding as just an employee and a consumer of the EAP myself, how wonderful and helpful it can be. So I think HR professionals should not shy away from talking about the EAP that they have and the mental health support it can offer employees. And then to your point, maybe this year during renewal time, when you're talking about what you can offer uh, for the next plan, uh, plan year, you can talk to your provider, your EAP provider and say, hey, I know we offer three sessions. Can we offer more? Or what do those three sessions look like? Because what most people didn't know, even in our company, was that we give three free sessions uh, per incident per year. So if you're an employee that, say in March or April, started getting really anxious about COVID and needed mental health support, the EAP was there to give you three free sessions. But then let's say right now, with everything happening in the world, all the uncertainty and unrest, you find yourself anxious again and need additional support now for something different, our EAP will actually reset those. So I think as an HR person, even knowing that yourself, knowing what the real rules are and seeing where you can maybe expand on them for the following year at little to probably no cost whatsoever is really powerful and definitely recommended. Yeah, and um, for those of you who, who may not have EAP um, or don't have the funds to add additional mental health resources like Ginger that we um, that Justin mentioned at the beginning of the call. I really encourage you to at least the very least make sure your employees know what free research free resources are out there for them. Um, if you if you haven't looked into NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, it's a great resource and I'll make sure to include some of those details in the show notes for you today so that you can reference those for your employees going forward. So. Um, that's a wrap for us. Jess, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to talk about um, a really important, relevant topic, open enrollment. Thank you so much, Sherry.